Have you ever been to a haunted house? I have in a, like a long time ago. It's really not like something that I have a desire to go back to. I went to it once when I was younger. Like what's ne- younger? I was like eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's hella young. And I was so scared. So scared, yeah. I mean, I think the last time I went, I was like maybe 13. I was so scared and I never wanted to go back to this shit ever again. Yeah. We went on one of those trains. and trains. then you're Yeah. Like, like a roller coaster? Like, yeah, you're in the house, though. It's like a big-ass haunted house. Okay. And your feet are dangling oh, off of your seat. Oh, hell no. And then, like, you're in the dark, but you just keep hearing, like, just noises. And you don't see anything. All you feel sometimes is just, like, somebody, like, grabbing your leg. Oh, or, nah. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. So, anyways, the reason why I bring that up is because someone messaged me about the last episode. Oh, okay. And they Yo, said... I le- legit black out when we record because I don't remember like what no, same, said. No, same. <laughs> so they messaged me and they said... Um, and then they gave me like a timestamp. I think it was like two minutes and 17 seconds. Okay. They said that they heard someone else speaking other than us oh, on the episode. Really? Yeah. Well, I think like... Because you've said that that's happened to you before when you're like listening back and editing. And... Oh, sorry about the beeping. There's, like, construction, so hopefully it won't start. Everywhere we move to, there's always construction. Yeah. I mean, hopefully this is going to wrap up soon. But um, I think it's because, like, the mics have some type of transmitter in them or something. So then it can hear, like, other radio, like, conversations or something. It has. Because one day I was listening, and I was like, there's literally someone speaking. I think it was, like, a radio it sounded like a radio station and I could hear the conversation that they were having. Oh, yeah. Then it's probably something like that. Yo, what is this beeping? Okay, it stopped. It stopped, yeah. Anyways. So, anyways, so the reason why I brought up the, the haunted house is because... Yeah, I'm like, where's the connection? Oh, no, I guess because it's like kind of scary. No, it's kind of scary. And also, there's people who lived in this exact apartment for the past like 100 years. Yeah, this building we live in is from like the 30s. So, it's the 20s. 20s? 1920s. Okay, no, yeah. 1920s. I said 1920s. What? So anyway, so when we first moved in here, I told one of my friends, I said, yo, you know, we're moving into this, you know, vintage, vibey house apartment. And then they was like, wow, that's really cool. But I never wanted to live in one of those. And I was just like, why? And then she said, you know, you never know what happened in these houses for all these many years. Maybe it's like haunted. And oh, I, was like, I don't believe in that shit. Yo, me neither. But just the idea, I was like, damn, what what if, you know? Yeah, spooky season's coming up. Even though I didn't, we both didn't, I mean, I don't know for you, but I didn't grow up with any type of Halloween anything. It was always, like, so American. And I guess now in Armenia, they might, like, do it. Like, the they might have, like, Halloween parties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I was there. The, ca- the catching on a little bit. Yeah, but like the trick or treating and stuff like that, it just wasn't a thing at all. Especially because a lot of people like lived in apartments, so you can't really go trick or treating yeah. in like apartment buildings. Yeah. And when I moved to Canada, I was like kind of excited because I always saw it like on TV, and it was very much it's like, like American movies. Yeah, it's like Halloween, Thanksgiving. It's very American, so I was excited to like go trick or treating. But it was always kind of just underwhelming. Like even as a kid, I was I don't know like it was 10 like yeah, or 12. this is it. Yeah, and I was not... It looks, it looks a lot cool. Halloween looks way better in movies. And then. I think if you're younger, like if you're six, seven, eight, 
you know, that age, I think Halloween can be really exciting. But now as an adult, there's nothing about it that I'm like, ooh. Are we going to let our kids believe in Halloween and Christmas? I mean, you don't really believe in Halloween. It's just like a thing that you do. You get dressed up in, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, I guess you costumes. don't believe in it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christmas, my kids definitely need to know who Santa is. Like, I mean, sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm saying like, I want them to have like- Do you want the, them to know that mommy and daddy no, got them the gifts? No, no, no. Not for a while. Because that's going to be so fun for us as parents. I yeah. feel like to pretend. Yeah. Yo, I'm going to have so much fun with that. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yo, let's it's see. It's going to be hilarious. Like, the, I just know how excited I was as a kid. Like, there were times where I literally cried when Santa came and brought us presents. What? As a kid, like, I cried. Why? Because it's so exciting. It's Santa. Oh, it's so- <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that. Really? Yeah. Why, did, why were you crying? Because we I was so, like, so happy. Yeah. So, wait. Would you guys open the presents the night before or the morning after? I feel like that's a question for my parents because I don't remember. I want to say there was a couple years where we opened them the night of, but then there was other years where we opened them in the morning. So I don't, I don't remember. I feel I like think... this sounds like a Christmas episode. Yeah, I know. Um, wait, so one more thing about the the, the haunted house thing, right? Okay. Is because the reason why I thought about what if it is something in here is because one time one of my friends in Belgium, he moved into, or I think his grandma moved into a house where people died in, like they passed away in the house. I think yeah. it was like, um, there was a fire and everyone kind of like, you know, okay. I mean, was, it's also very possible for someone to just die in a house. No, but just listen. Okay. So, and you know, they renovated the whole house and then she moved in there. Okay. And I think it was a very traditional family. I don't remember really exactly from where. But she basically, long story short, she kept telling him stories about how she kept hearing sounds from this specific um, culture. It was like music. I don't know if it was like guitar playing or, or drums. And she was just in the house. And she kept hearing that maybe because of like some spirit. I don't know. Okay. I know some people believe in this. Some people don't. But... That just made me think of what my friend said about us moving in here. Mm. So, <laughs> this is off topic. I know you see the yeah. title, and you're like, okay, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, I mean, you know, we usually do the back and forth a little bit about random shit before we get into the episode. Yeah, you so. know, our intro's coming like 10 minutes after, anyway. Yeah, so today's Wednesday, and I just want to say that I feel like people. I don't know. I have the impression that like people hate Wednesdays because it's like, oh, it's the middle of the week. It's kind of awkward. It's kind of random. Wednesdays your favorite day, right? I really love Wednesdays. I don't like Thursdays because I'm like, fuck, it should be Friday already. But Wednesday feels like a good like, like I made it okay, through the we're week. getting through the week. Yeah. Like we got work done. We still have energy left to get more work done. You're halfway done. Yeah, but then Thursday feels like such a random day because I'm like, it should already be. It feels like it should already be Friday. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that was just a thought that I had. <laughs> Thanks. But welcome back to the Pillow Talk podcast, y'all. My name is Alia. And my name is Yoni Koto. For any new listeners, welcome. This is the pod where we talk about... Random shit that we think about. Yeah. yeah. And talk about it in private. And sometimes we hold our conversations just for the pod so we can oh, yeah. talk about it in real time. You should see, like, it's so funny because normal people wouldn't do this, but because we have a podcast. And before we had a podcast, we never did this. But we would never have, do what? Like, we would have a conversation and start to get really into it about, like, a random topic. Mm-hmm. 
and then we realize how much we have to say and like how good this conversation like feels between us like the synergy of our conversation is so good that we're like okay we gotta stop talking about it and save it for the pod and i feel like half the time i forget what the fuck those conversations are so we should start writing that down yeah we should start writing it down for sure sometimes when i get home and something happens i want to tell you but it's like it's so good and i need your real like reaction yeah because you can't do it again and then for me to like fake react that's that's not on brand that's not on brand at all but today we are talking about something that i want to say that personal to me oh it's very personal it's very very personal to me okay i would say honestly i've been dealing with this like like in phases you know creative block is something that i deal with very often lately Mm-hmm. and i think that it's I, different I, from you than from me yeah but i want to preface by saying like i don't want anyone who isn't like in a create like quote-unquote creative field or career or don't consider them a create themselves a creative person i still think that this can be applied to just your life yeah. and the way that you live your life and it has to do with like motivation and motivation to make an effort for the things that you know are good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not a creative person, I still think you can like get something from this I topic. Feel, yeah. I feel like everyone could 100%. Yeah. Like, you don't have to. So I want to say that I feel like right now in this moment, and this topic came at the perfect time. Oh my God. Yo, because it's, actually for me, <laughs> this should have been the topic. Okay. But for me, it's the perfect time to talk about it because I'm in that transitional period from I was in a creative block for a while. Like I would say, or creative block, but also creative, like, li- like I love to say limbo because it's the perfect word for being like, how do you explain? Like suspended in the air, like kind of random, kind of like I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing, but I also don't know what else to do and it doesn't feel good but it also doesn't necessarily feel bad i don't know yeah limbo is my favorite word of uh, 2020 shout out to amine <laughs> oh yeah but um for me in the last couple months i've been in a creative limbo slash block with just the general content that i put out besides the podcast i feel like the podcast comes to me the most natural um but when it comes to like my YouTube and when it comes to like, you know, posting on Instagram and stuff like that as Mm -hmm. an influencer, even though I hate talking about it as like a creative thing, but it is creative. It is creative. Why do you hate it? I don't know. Cause I feel like not people don't give it that creative credit. People don't consider influencing to be creative, but I think it also depends how you do it. You know what I mean? Because there is some type of creativity in it. And I just think the idea of like creativity, it's not necessarily just like, like if you're a painter or an, some type of artist that's doing an art form, I think creativity comes from just like creating and thinking of ideas and manifesting them into something. Yeah, and then putting it out, whether it's a photo or real or something, those are things that people spend a lot of time just watching and looking at. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I am now finally getting out of that creative block and limbo, and it feels so, so good. I'm like, I what feel... What was the moment? Like, what 
what was it that gave you that okay i'm done honestly it was my mom that she was telling me she's always pushing me to like get on tiktok and get on like be more active on like all the social medias Mm -hmm. and because i'm mostly on youtube and she was like you know you already put so much effort into your videos weekly that it kind of doesn't make sense for you to not like share it more so you touch a larger audience and you Mm. can you know, be creative on like multiple platforms. And it makes sense because this is my livelihood. This is technically part of my career. This is how I make a living. So she's right. And I don't know why for some reason, like I constantly felt like, I don't know. It's just Instagram's not me. TikTok is not me. And I kept saying that and I made myself believe it. But then I thought about it more and I was like, you know what? She's kind of right. And so I'm inspired by a new challenge which is posting more on instagram and being more active on there is a challenge for me because i'm not super comfortable with it i'm very comfortable with posting on youtube it's like my it's a very comfort level zone for me yeah but posting on instagram is like it makes me nervous because i don't post on there often so then when i do i want it i am so overly critical and I am so, I overthink everything that oh, I put I on there because <laughs> I, I never post. So it's not like an easy thing to do. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm coming out of my creative block because of a challenge that I have set for myself. And that challenge, even though it's like a little bit scary and it's out of my comfort zone, it motivates me to get out of it because I hate the feeling of not being comfortable with it. And the only way to be comfortable with it is through. So it's like, you just got to push through it. Yeah. So, yeah. I have so many photos of you every time. I'm like, Ali, let me just post for you. Because I'm just, I'm too in my head about like, cause I know the content that I like. But and I, the I can relate that to that. I, like. I can relate to that to like how I feel with yeah. this topic. So where are you with your create creative blocks? Honestly, limbo? it's been, I've been in this the whole summer. You've been what? Just, in this limbo phase, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I can call it a phase because it's been so long. Yeah. And since the summer started, because right before the summer is when I was doing stuff with the agency, right? So I was mm-hmm. like shooting. I was shooting a lot in the studio. And then summer came and it gets so hot in the studio. There is no AC. And by the way, this is no excuse. I should have just been just creative outside of the studio, mm-hmm. you know? And now it's the end of summer. And I'm starting to feel that I am coming out of it. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing emails more, um, but that's not even, there's like two parts to it. There's a, okay. there's a part where I need to do the business side and then there's a part where I just need to go outside and shoot. Yeah. What is I it? I think I have about 40 tabs open on my computer with just different <laughs> ideas, different like you know, interviews that I wanted to read that I saved for later because I know it's going to inspire me to do a certain shoot or a certain mm-hmm. concept, new magazines, new photo books that I've been getting lately. So I'm piling all these inspo and information and just like, it just feels so good to have all that. I'm like, okay, this is perfect. Like I'm, I'm just adding more to my brain. And it's like a momentum that once you catch onto it, you're like, I just want to keep getting inspired. I want to keep looking exactly. at things. And I've been doing that so long. And honestly, You've been doing I, that all summer. <laughs> yeah, and I love doing it. But I feel like while that's great, I need to go to the very first tab that I opened, 
whatever interview it was, whatever thing I had to read for a specific concept. So I want to I wanna reach to that person, to whoever I want to work with and shoot mm-hmm. and say, I have this concept and I want to shoot it. When are you available? So pretty much just set it up and go from the first tab to the second tab, three, four, five. So what do you think is it that stopped you from doing that all along? I think, I don't know. I think what stopped me from executing these ideas is that I want everything to be perfect. Mm. I want everything to like, when I, when I shoot something, I want it to be as good as like the train shoot that I had. Mm. When I did that, I was at my creative peak at that moment. Yeah. Cause I, that's like my favorite shoot that I've done. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone, whenever you see, whenever people see that photo, they're like, yo, this is crazy. Every shoot that I've done after that, whether it was a model or a client that came to the studio, they was like, yo, I went on your page and I saw the photo shoot, you know, the, the train photo shoot and that shit was crazy. Every single person. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jessica. We killed that. So when you do something that's like It's that just hella good, good quality. It feels like it was like my like my best photo shoot to me personally, like, mm-hmm. like concept wise. And I've had other really good photo shoots that I liked, but that one was the most fulfilling. And I was like, I want to create more things like yeah. that. Like from the clothing, from the location, from the colors, everything was like really, it was like math. Do you feel like you're intimidated by the fact that you did that so well that now you have to match it? Yes. I was going to get to that. So I feel like, Every other photo shoot that I do that is not as good, I'm like, I'm better than what I just did. Mm. I hate being on set and shooting and just not feeling that, yo, this is crazy. Mm. But that's not good. It's not good. I have to just keep shooting. Not everything will be as good, but I'm so like hard on myself that I, I just want to match it or make it better yeah and that's also and then especially if people keep telling me yo that shoot was good like i like your other work but that one and and by the way if you're if you're listening you don't know what i'm talking about if you go on my instagram is on the top like i pinned it to the top yeah to my profile but so i don't know i don't know what to do but the thing is you have to see you have to reflect on how this is affecting you and your business and your flow and your your creative block in that you can get hung up on like your high as like that shoot is like your high like it's like your high point that you've reached you know it's like that's the shoot that you're like holding your standard to and you can't let that intimidate your next shoots because then you're gonna stop producing anything And you're going to overthink it and you're going to keep measuring it to that. And think about like art, like uh, music musicians. Think about their hit songs. But you know, I feel like that happens to artists too. I'm sure that it does. Like Roddy Rich. Keep recording. They have to keep trying to hit that mark. Right. Same with me. There's videos that I made years ago that have so many views. For different reasons. It's different because for me, the platform is like, it's a video that I might not think is that good, but it performed 
really well because of the algorithm and so and so. But let's say, uh, for example, my uh, when we went to New York, the video that I made when we were in New York is by far my favorite video, and I think it has like almost like 500k Mm -hmm. like half a million views you know and to and that one i that to me is like my high and you felt like you were like what made it the high just because it was new york i personally love that video because of course i love new york in general and i just think that video was really like the pace of it the music the visuals the way that i edited it the fact that i was like any time I film a video now, I compare it to that video. It was my birthday. Yeah, and I try to think of what did I do? What was the feeling that I had? What was and every time I film, I try to trace back kind of the mindset that I was in, the technique that I used. And people might look at that YouTube video and think like what's the like what's so technical about it whatever, but you can't really understand until you have to film something or until you have to reproduce and emanate a level of expectation that you have set for yourself in your mind mm. based on that shoot or based on that video that I had. Yeah. And for me, I try to analyze and think of like what got me to the point of that shoot? What got me to the point of that video? What? Why is it that I like this video so much? Or why is it that you like that photo so much? And then try to expand that into your future work and try your best and you might not hit it for a long time again where you're like super satisfied with that shoot. And the response from other people is not as satisfying as that shoot. But you can't let it like put a break in your momentum to keep going because yeah. it's not helpful in any way. And this is going to keep happening to you. The first time you're going to reach to shoot with a really important person or to shoot for a really good magazine or campaign or something. You're going to do that. And then it's probably going to be a little while or maybe not until you hit another mark that's really important to you. But you understand what what it does to your brain. I totally understand. It's like, I know what I can do. I know my potential. So then when I do anything that's like not as good, I'm just, it's not that I'm doubting myself. Or maybe it is a little, I don't think it's doubt. It might be a little doubt that it's like you do something so good and then you just start to think like, okay, can I, can I, was that just luck? Mm. It wasn't luck, obviously. It was, it was, it was the ideas that, you know, that I had that literally before that shoot, I knew exactly how I wanted that shit to look. Mm. And it came out even better. Right. Also because Jessica, she did such a good job and she was the perfect model for that. Mm -hmm. But now and also what i wanted to say earlier there's two different type of shoots right so there's the agency stuff which is very clean studio and you can't be like super expansive or yeah you can't create too much they don't want that they just want to see the model the facial uh you know structure and obviously you know you got to be creative in some way yeah like the angles yeah exactly stuff like that yeah um but you can't really be be big with the concept right but see, those type of shoots is is the reason why I wanted to work with the agencies because I just wanted to like you know get myself in the industry. Like I wanted to work with other people who do other things. So I was like, okay, that's gonna be a good way for me to you know get in the industry and meet other people, and that helped me a lot to you know meet other models and be able to work with them on my personal projects. Yeah. But the shoots that I like the most is 
something that comes literally out of my brain is like, okay, I want to go to a laundromat and do a shoot and I need to have a basket right there on the floor and I want to do this. Or like the train station when that's like something that I want to have on my wall. Like if I make a photo book, those are the shoots that are going to be in the book, not the agency work yeah. with the model just like. And you know, when I say model, even for my personal project, you don't have to necessarily be a like a quote unquote model. It can be anybody. If you have a good, like a cool, unique look, yeah, and That's you also know model. and are comfortable in front of the camera and you know how to like... Yeah, you just, do have to have something that I can... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, let's take that as an example right now. What is it? Because you've talked about this laundromat concept. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it too much because then someone is, it might take my idea and copy and do oh, it. Okay, but I wasn't... Not specifically. <laughs> I just meant... Because you brought it up. Okay. Okay, so that one, just from a like execution standpoint what is it that you haven't like what do you think is the reason why you haven't executed that idea yet it's that's a really good question there's a few things i have to do before i actually actually execute that which is driving around and finding a good location okay it's not an issue i can do that tomorrow Mm -hmm. why have i not done that yet i don't know why do you think you haven't done that yet? Is well, it because it feels like, fuck, that's like driving around a lot? No, no, no. Is not it? even that. It's so hard to explain. It's like. Do you think it's because you just, you have that idea, but you also have hella other ideas? You know what it is? I think, I think that I'm, I want it to be so good. Okay. That I'm scared that I go there with the model or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily that concept. It could be with any concept. Yeah. And then that it just doesn't turn out as good as good as I see it in my brain. But you know what should you... So that's holding me back from doing it. But then again, like most of the time, when I go and do a shoot, it turns out pretty good. Right. I never went to... I mean, there's been a couple of shoots to where I was just like, okay. This but those is- are usually not the shoots that you set up. It's shoots that you get e- from other people. Exactly. Yeah. So I need to keep that in mind. Anything that I set up usually is 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 pretty good to my standard where yeah. I am right now. Yeah. The shoots that are like not as good as if it's like, you know, somebody reaches out and they say, okay, I want to be there in the sunshine. Yeah. Like and then I want to have trees in the back and this is my outfit. And I'm like... Can I, mean, I can I just give you another idea? Yeah. But then it's you know it's it's fucked up because you know they're paying me and they want this is what they want. Yeah. So obviously I show up, I do it, and sometimes I've been on shoots where I'm shooting, and in my head, but they're so happy with it, which is fine. Yeah. But in my head, I'm thinking like, this is not good. Oh, man, I would never post this <laughs> on my page. I would never post this on my Instagram. And then when the photos come out, they're loving it and. The photos are not trash, mm-hmm. but I just know how how much better they could be if they let me direct it. So okay, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait, one second. So then, when the photos come out, they're like, "All right, Yoni, I'm gonna post these tomorrow. What do you think?" I'm like, "Great." <laughs> and then she's like, or or you know, the person whoever I shot with, they're asking me like, "Well, which one do you want to post?" Oh shit! And I'm like, 
um i don't know i haven't i haven't selected them yet but i'm very like particular with what i post on my page and what (laughs) photo yeah which is very true which 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 photo goes next to you know whichever one yeah so you basically stall them like and i'm like whenever it fits my 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 feed i'll put it in there um but yeah It'll that that day will come, and then sometimes it just never comes because I already know. Actually, when I say that, I know that I won't post it. Yeah. So but, I wanted to say, let's go back to you said that the reason, one of the reasons why you haven't like actually executed that concept, um, is because you feel like when you actually, let's say, you already select the location, you select the model, you I have s- everything ready. Yeah, and you go on set on the shoot, and you start shooting. You're hesitating because you're scared that it might not come out as good as you imagine it but i want to say to that remember that since this is your own project and your own idea and concept and you're technically not really like there's not a whole production dependent on the shoot there's not people really getting there's not a lot of money involved in this there's no expectation it's just it's really just my own expectation your own expectation it's not even the model's expectations because i reach out to her she's like i love your work sure i love to work with you like usually anybody that i reach out to they're like fuck yeah i want to do that shit so put that in parallel with whenever you do work with a client and it's going to be a bigger production and there's going to be hella people on the set and there's going to be hella people getting paid and hella time spent on this shit. You're going to be so scared for those types of shoots. If you're already like nervous and hesitant about shooting when there's nobody else involved except for you and another model. I mean, I've been in that situation. I know. And it's like and i was sweating but also because it was it's just me right. a lot of people showed up and those were all people that were going to model yeah you remember, you remember yeah the yeah shoot. i know the shoot so but yeah but i get your point i have to bang those shoots out and get i um i second guess myself but i know that whenever i do it i feel I feel good about it. You have to trust yourself more. You have to know that like you are capable. And also you have to know that like, okay, let's go. You, you should, you go. You know, Ian tells set. me that all the time. My friend Ian, he's like, Yoni, your work is good. Your website is fire. Anybody that I show my website to, they're like, why haven't you worked with this brand? Yeah. Why have you done this? And I know it's all on me because I haven't been doing yeah, the reaching out and knocking on doors. Hey, here's my website. Let me know what you think. Because it's not as easy work. as people think. Because you don't have, you don't work for anybody. Yeah. Nobody's gonna do this shit for you. So yeah. if you don't do it, and if you don't put yourself out there, and if you don't do the research and networking and whatever, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, and especially in this industry, it's it's so much about also just who you know. Yeah, obviously to do the bigger jobs, but even if you don't know anybody really. I still should hold myself accountable and and get my own personal projects done, whether it's paid or not paid. Yeah. You know? Um, so that was a good point that you brought up that when it's my concept and I reach out to a model and they're down to do it, which I, I'm always grateful for. And I'm just like, okay, let's set it up. Let's set up a time. We show up, we do it, we kill it. It's really just my expectation that I have of myself. Yeah. That I'm just like, yo, I, I want to... Because the model is not really... A, if if the photo shoot is trash, 
Because, you know, when I reach out to a model to do a shoot, I don't necessarily charge them. Mm-hmm. You it's know, kind of like, more like a collaboration. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a collaboration. So it's like, yo, you'll get free photos if you want to model for me, we want to go there. You know, yeah. so it's obviously it's their time invested also. But since, you know, it's different when a client pays me and the photos are not as good. They're like, they're going to be, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Or they're going to not be happy with it or they're going to ask to reshoot. Or, yeah. You know, it gets complicated. Mm-hmm. But when it's a collaboration, it's more so an understanding, like, let's let's just try this thing here. It's mm-hmm. an idea. And it, that's and in your mind and, and the model's mind as well. Yeah, exactly. I love when I shoot with someone and they're like, oh, let's, what about if I stood over there and did that? Mm. I love that versus... Okay, I'm gonna just direct the whole thing by myself, and you like. Sometimes people will literally tell me, "Okay, tell me, like, how to move." I mean, obviously, if there's something specific, then obviously there's a lot more directing in it, right? Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I also just want to tell someone, "We're gonna be." Let's say we work in next to like a bookshelf. And I'm just like, you know, just like reach for that top shelf right there. I just want to, and I also just want to change how I take photos now, by the way. Mm-hmm. I used to go to photo shoots and take 400 photos mm-hmm. or 500 photos per shoot. Yeah. Now I want to have one image in mind, not saying that I just want to take one photo and that's it. Yeah. But I want to have one image in mind that I'll want to, I want to get into printing more, printing yeah. photos. So I'm like, I'll, I'll show her whether it's a reference or if I can explain it to her, I'm just going to say, hey, I want to get this one photo done. Once we have that, we can play around, do other things. I don't really mind. You know, it's going to be fun. But I just need this one photo. And so I want to take less photos on shoots and be more precise and particular about the shots that I take. Yeah. Um, so I said, I lost why. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> but I just want to say that I'm I'm now I'm coming out of the limbo phase and 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 I know I said it last week and I still haven't shot yet but this weekend um I'm not gonna put a time on it okay I'm not just gonna that's like just putting pressure on myself which is good sometimes I need that pressure but what I meant to say is that I I know exactly what my next next concept is gonna be and I know who I want to shoot with okay so the next step is to like. Because I think from just observing you, you are much more of like, if you could have a producer. The thing is, I just need to go do it. I have like five concepts ready. I just need to go do it and stop thinking like, man, I hope this, I hope this is really going to be good. Because I hate also to disappoint the model. Mm. But I have hate- you ever, like think about all the times you've shot. How often was it that you disappointed a model? I disappointed a client one time. When when it was like eight models showed up and they rented just, a studio yeah. and it was just me trying to figure out how to work with these lights, set up the backdrop, and everybody was just standing there and just watching. Yeah, yo, you know it's I was also sweating. Like a miscommunication between like what the client wanted and what you thought they wanted because i remember it was like the photos were like kind of dark and like moody and then they wanted that shit to be like hella bright or something yeah and then it was just like a mess after but that, that. was one time and that was a long time and i learned from that you know this is something I, I i needed to be not me necessarily be more prepared but i realized for something like that i need a bigger production i need someone who knows how to do 
these type of lights. Mm. I was setting up the lights, going back to my camera, looking at it. And also, it's like you were light. doing it by yourself. You had no like team yeah. or assistant or anything like that. Yeah, they were just watching. Like literally watching, talking to each other. And I mean, technically, if you're the client, you're not showing up to like do or help or support. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, I mean, anyways, uh, I'm cool with one of those guys. But I'm just um, saying, think about how you're letting, like you're just, you're letting a lot of like things get in your way that, is not it's all in my head it's like it's truly it's all, all in, in my head. head yeah so and it it also is like it gets easier and easier to sit in that creative block and limbo instead of like like the longer you sit in it the easier and more comfortable you get to just be there and yeah. the harder it is to get out of it yeah. it's the same thing where it's just like you haven't worked out in a really long time and just wait you, what you mean no, it's like, think about it. It's like you're in that phase. Where oh, okay. I thought you, you said f- I haven't worked out. No, no, no. <laughs> where you, as in anyone, haven't worked out in a very long time. And it feels like an overwhelming, like, big task to finally get yourself to just start again. Just to go. Exactly. Yeah, and no, it's no, kind of the same analogy. thing. That's a good analogy. I like that. And it feels like a heavy, big thing. But you just got to do it. You just got to rip off the band-aid. You got to go in. And also remember, because there's not that many people involved, that much money involved, and it's really just you and the model in this specific case, if let's say you show up and it doesn't go that well, and for some reason you're like, I didn't realize the lighting was going to be like this, whatever, you come, there's challenges that present themselves that you didn't think about before. I mean, yeah, there's always problem solving on location especially. But also... You can always just go and reshoot. Make note of the things that didn't go right. Talk to the model. Because all you're really investing, both of you, is time. Yeah. So if you think that, okay, I, I, can, I know going into the second shoot now, I know what to do. I know what to change. If there is anything to change, I'm just giving the scenario. Yeah. There's no, I don't think there's anything wrong hey, with know, going that, back and shooting. And also... This is the funny thing. That never actually happened. That's never happened. Exactly. That's never happened. In all the years that you've been shooting, that's never happened. When I did the, the train photo, I didn't know what the lighting in there was going to be. I just knew, okay, this is... Well, obviously, I went there before. But yeah. I was like, okay, this is where we're going to shoot. But then when you get there, things are always a little bit different. You always have to tweak a little bit. It always yeah. takes like 15 minutes to really get the flow of like, we're going to do here and this angle and stuff like that. But long story short, this is really... It's been sitting on my... I haven't been posting. I haven't posted a new shoot in a long time. My friend hit me up the other day. He was like, Yoni, have you been shooting lately? Mm. And, you know, so I don't know. And also, um, I think, you know, the, doing the podcast is... I feel like I've been putting more time into podcast stuff versus photography. Mm-hmm. But that's you also know. because you've had space for it. Like you, you because you weren't devoting so much time to photography. Yes, you filled it with the podcast, and it kind of started feeling like you don't have time for the photography. Exactly, which is both things should be on the same on the same level. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and you're also working more than you used to. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think like it wouldn't be a bad idea if you. Working more as in like the the coffee shop. Yeah. If, if you're listening, you don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to take, I don't want to be there as 
much. I want to... Because it's understandable. Like, like you get tired because it's like you go and you're no, there for like... No, I should just like, probably like take it like one extra day off so I have just like more time. You know what's crazy? Before working at the coffee shop, I was doing so many shoots. Well, it's because that's how you made your... Like, that's how you ate Yeah, food. like that's how... Like I was... It was pretty much full time, even though it wasn't like hella money that I was making, but I was doing it full time. Yeah. I was paying my rent and I was, you know, eating and I was shooting a lot more. I was always reaching out. I was always like posting stuff. Hey, I have availability from Monday to Friday or at the studio, whatever. And that was because I knew that if I don't do this, I can't pay rent. Mm -hmm. So I have to do it. So now having you know after covid hit and you know getting that job at the coffee shop it really it, like it helped me financially kind of took off the pressure of having to make like constantly like take any to, shoot that comes yeah, in your way basically. exactly and and it, it really took a lot of the pressure off so it's like well you know if i don't shoot in in two weeks um it's fine you know i'll just you know go yeah. to work my rent is paid. I have food. So then I got, I feel like I got too comfortable with just being, with having like a safety net. Yeah, because it I wasn't necessary for you to shoot technically. Exactly. But when I didn't have that safety net, I was, yo, I was stressed all the time. I was like, I need to shoot. I need to go here. Who's available? Who wants to shoot? I'm available. I was posting dates all over Instagram And that's all the understandable, time. you know? So it's That's not- understandable, but I shouldn't. Sometimes I think about like I just need to like quit the the job and then just like because you have no like you have no way around it then Sa- having a safety net is good it's almost like a plan B but like when I only had when I only had plan A I was killing it like I was just always shooting yeah but also remember like I, like then you so also were f- like shooting a lot of shit that you didn't necessarily even like or use right but I was also doing no exactly. But but at least you were shooting. <laughs> but at least I was shooting, and I was you know, um, I don't know. So it's 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 so funny to finding that balance between shooting the stuff that I want versus shooting client stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, also you know how it is. Like we've talked about many times is as a know, photographer, wait, it's like you need to you need to shoot. The th- you need to shoot and create the type of photography that you want to do. that you want to be hired for right no, exactly before you get hired for it in a way exactly and that's just kind of unfortunately that's just kind of how it works yeah you have to somehow collaborate make it happen and show basically that like I can shoot this shit yeah. I can shoot the types of photos that like North Face or Vans or whatever brand is like that's their campaign like let me shoot let me shoot something that s- looks like it would be for that type of client yeah yeah but i mean you know i can't say that i i don't hate working at the coffee shop you know i may i meet great people there yeah yeah yeah, it's, yeah you know it's it's good vibes always but i just do know personally for me i need to I need to really be doing what I'm what I'm here to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe taking a day off or. I also think that you just have to 
you you just have to and, take the plunge and start shooting again because I know how you get and I know how good you feel after a good shoot. Yeah. You know, it's a good shoot when as soon as I come in the door from the shoot, I take out my camera and I'm like, Ali, look at this shit. Yeah. And that's most of the time that's what happens. Yeah. Especially when it's a shoot that like you put together with the like it was like you came up with the idea, you came up with the concept, you came up with the look of everything, you chose the model. When you have all that creative control, those are the shoots that feed your creativity and your desire for the shit. Yeah. You know? So true. And like you said, if you you know, if you haven't it's the same thing. You haven't been to the gym in a long time. And let's say you've been working out a lot and then you kinda for some reason, life momentum. gets in the way. And then you like two weeks, week one, you're like, ah, you know, I'm going to do the next week. Then the second week, and it's like a Wednesday on week two, you're like, oh, fuck. And then it's Friday. And then now it's just becoming a thing to go back. Yeah, exactly. To it. This is how I feel. And I totally get it. And it's like emotional. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's- yeah. It's because, because this is what I do. Like this is, and it's not even that I never doubted if I, if I, do I really love photography? Is this oh, yeah, really it's me? Not that. Am I even good? I never doubted that. I was like, I need to do, I need, this is what I need to be doing and I'm going to be doing so much more in my career. I know that. Yeah. But it's just, you know, I talk to myself a lot when I drive and I'm just like, why am I not shooting all these ideas that I have? But I fucking love photography so much and it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, Yoni. And I still haven't shot. And I just had the conversation with me. And it's just so frustrating. And I just have to go and like just do that shit. Yeah. It doesn't even need to be anything crazy. It could just be something simple. Just to get the... It's kind of like when you work out and, you, and you, your first day back, you want to go light. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you want to go light. You yeah, know? that's true. Because you don't want to be you don't want to be sore the next day. <laughs> exactly. You want to go light. You want to go light so that it's like it's comfortable. It's safe. It's It's not... You're not using like one of your big concepts that you've been planning and sitting on for a long time as like your first shoot. No, back. hell no. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the, the juices flow and do something like a nice portrait, you know, session and, and see. So, yeah. and I have a couple lined up already, so I'm, I'm happy about that. But um, if you're listening and you see me post that couple concept shoots on my Instagram, this is me that when I, when I overcame. Yeah, just know. Yeah, just know. When you see that post, it's like, he did it anyways yeah and i think even in like um even if you're not doing anything as i said anything like super creative or artistic in your life i still think when it even like the example with the gym or like maybe you want to start a side hustle of your own or you're passionate about this thing or reading and, books and you haven't started. Yeah, like anything that you propose to yourself, like, I don't know, getting better at cooking or whatever it is yeah. that you want to do. Or and, running. Yeah, or or let's say you like really like fashion, but something about it is intimidating. Like you constantly feel like I'm pr- like... I'm not fashionable, but I really do like seeing people who are fashionable. And it's overwhelming or maybe you want to start creating content on social media but because there's already so much out there you're kind of like what am i going to do that's different why would people want to look at my stuff or you know i I feel that sometimes too with my work i feel that like 
shooting for a magazine. I'm like, there's so many people that are already like doing that. Are that. Doing that. But there's always, that's why pitching yourself is so important, which I've been working on the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Send your email, knock on those doors, let people know that you are here. And this is what you do too. Like, and you're also good at it. Yeah. And there's always new people that they hire. But for some reason, when you're just looking out, like from the outside, you think, okay, Vogue magazine, they got their people and you don't have to even go there you, but i don't a think necessarily of, because i feel like they, they look, look for new people all yeah, the time because they styles. want it to be a new yeah shoot new styles new new backgrounds like i don't know so this is what i i constantly always have to remind myself because i always think about like you know there's always so many people doing it but i have to put value on my work and have confidence and my it's almost that, like, my friend Ian, he always tells me that. And I have confidence in my work, but it's almost like he has more confidence in me than I have in me. Mm. But that's also because you think, like, you also... And it's normal to feel like that. We all second-guess ourselves sometimes at some point. But I'm, you know, he's always telling me, you, know, you have to be more confident. I would just post my photo and just be like, okay, cool, that's it. I but don't really... I think it's also because you are, like... In a way, like Ian, your friend is not like in the creative slash photography world. Mm -hmm. So I also think that like, not to, you know, say anything about him, but like his opinion compared to someone who is in the field is a little bit different. It weighs differently. But no one even, the couple of people that I talk to who are in the industry, they're telling me the same thing. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, okay, yeah, because you were just like referring, like for example, me, when like as a dancer, for example, when I was a dancer, it's like someone random, ordinary who isn't in the dance world, their opinion on my skill as a dancer didn't mean anything because in my head, I'm like, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know what is really good and what the standard is. But someone who is in the dance world it means so and much knows their shit, they have the, it's a specific eye that you just have. The same way that like when you look in the world, you see photos everywhere. You see <laughs> yeah. photo opportunities constantly. Yeah. For regular people that are not in that world, mm. they don't see that. So that those are good. specific eyes that you just form over time. And... For me, I always valued like a person who is in that industry's opinion more than somebody who is outside of it. And it has nothing to do, it's not personal, it has nothing to do with that person who isn't in the industry, you know? But even with like YouTube, someone might think that my YouTube video is like really cool or inter interesting, but like my standard of it, I think that that video is not that good. You know, like sometimes people comment on my videos and they say how like they really liked the video or stuff like that. And in my head, I'm like, this video wasn't that great. But and I sometimes, also sometimes I have that with photos, too. They will say, Yoni, Yoni, that photo is is really fire. But I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's it's not that fire. Mm. It's not that great. But right. Like, thank you. But I know. Yeah. And that's could be I mean, and that's going to happen, you yeah. know, Um yeah, but that's not to like talk about you know Ian specifically. No, no, no. I, you know how it's much just... Ian is the person who gave me my first camera, and he he was really the first person to really believe in me as a yeah. photographer. Yeah. He gave me his camera. He was like, "Yo, you can have it." 
because I don't, you know. It's the same with sports. If you see like a tennis player playing, for me, I don't have the eye formed to like see if they're good or not. For me, if you pass the ball and you don't miss the ball, to me, you're good. Or basketball. Or basketball, exactly. I mean, I feel like, you know, if they shoot and score, like, okay, they're good. But then at the same time, if I, like you said, that you can just tell by someone bouncing the ball if they're a good player or not, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. just, like, moving around a little bit. Like, yeah, you can just you catch, tell. It's almost also just, like, how you catch the ball. Yeah. And, it's this, like, I think it's the same thing. Not necessarily if you're a good player or not, but if you play basketball or don't play basketball. Mm, yeah, but... Anyways, um, I actually have a work meeting that I have to get to right now, so we have to wrap it up. All right. Well, this was honestly I haven't said it. I haven't said this in a long time, but this is absolutely my favorite podcast episode. It was like a done. good like therapy like walkthrough session. It was therapy, and it's, it's it was it was like really close to my heart. I don't know if yeah. you could tell by listening, but that one is like I'm re- I was really speaking out of <laughs> like, yeah 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 because that's just it's something that you're like going through and it's right now and it's annoying. Yes. Yeah. And I totally know that because I have like the feeling also that I have when, let's say I take a break from filming. You've seen how this is for me. Oh, yeah. I take a break from filming for whatever reason. I was on vacation. I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a break because the juices aren't flowing. And I do have the ability to take a break financially. You know, there's other jobs where it's like you're feeling some type of way. You can't just take time off. Yeah, like you have to. You have to just keep producing shit. But because I can take some time off when i do it feels good because i really felt like this is what i needed to do but then it's so fucking hard to do to come back to filming like it's so hard and i hate that feeling of like it, it's so <laughs> you hard just to see just, face right it's now. <laughs> just so hard for me to pick up the camera again and start filming it's like you, you i want to like jump the, out of my skin you feel like the camera is like 100 pounds exactly and i can't explain why and it's a part of like i'm not that's inspired. how i feel about my yeah i'm not inspired i'm not there's nothing driving me to it because i'm i get in my head also and i'm like what am i gonna do just film another vlog who gives a shit about me? Who get like? Why do people even like me? And you start rolling all those thoughts of like this content is stupid. Yeah. Like you start saying remember, all this shit. I about remember yourself. that phase. Yeah, and yeah. it comes and goes. Yeah, and so, you just have to push through it. And you just yeah. have to be like, fuck! I just got to film. Yeah, something. So I just wanted to say something. You mentioned inspiration earlier, right? Yeah. What's something that inspires you to like <sighs> just create content? What actually other content creators? Like when I see other people's content and I'm like, this is so good, hmm. you know, for my standards and everybody has a different idea of what good content so is. So you, you see that and it inspires you to make your own version of that or maybe do like similar things. Yeah, well, it inspires it me. I'm like, fuck, this content is so good. Like I just, I want to make someone feel what the way felt. that, yeah, exactly. The way that this person connected with me, the way their visual shit is just good the i don't know there's something that like there's these content creators that keep i keep going back to if it's it has to do with food if it has to do with video photo fashion lifestyle i keep going back to them and they're all kind of different but there's something about them that i'm like i i start analyzing i'm like what is it that is like really good about them and they're really authentic and honest with who they are and it might be some people might think that content is that content is like basic or whatever i don't really care because to me i keep going back to it 
And I started thinking to myself, like, why the fuck do I keep going back to this content good. person? And it's so good. And it's okay for you to, you know, admit that it's good. Yeah. Because sometimes, anyways, I we can go on about yeah, that. Yeah, but, but that that's what re-inspires me. And yeah. that's what, like, even though I did say, like, my mom re-inspired me to get into, like, more, like, content on Instagram and stuff like that. At the same time, it's also because Instagram, again, as I said, Instagram was always like a scary field area for me because I never to a lot really of people. tapped to a lot into of people. it. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I need something out of my comfort zone to kind of just push me because I'm so comfortable with YouTube. I have my routine of how I edit, how I film, what I film. Put it out. You no. know, it's very comfortable. It's very routine-like that in order to create something new and expand yourself as a creative you have to challenge yourself and since i work for myself i don't have a client so to speak it's only up to me and me alone to create or like to push myself into that uncomfortable zone so i just have to decide that i'm gonna tackle something new and i'm gonna i have to hold myself accountable to just do it yeah you know and so far i'm i'm excited about it and uh, my meeting is starting in one minute so i love you guys um thank you for listening to the pod mm-hmm. do you want to close it out um i was hoping you would you would ask me what inspires me oh but- shit <laughs> <laughs> no no it's fine we'll maybe next time um well, what inspires you just real quick you know? what inspires me yeah strangers Mm. you know how much I love strangers just like a real life and I can see a stranger doing a random thing and I can just think this would be an amazing photo mm. and just life yeah. Yeah. yeah and obviously I look at other people's work but really I like to walk around and just see things and want to recreate it or like if I'm watching a movie I want to like recreate that scene but just with one photo mm. yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways shout out to everyone's dog we gotta sign off Ali is looking at me I like, keep looking at the time like fuck it's 59 <laughs> right now all right, bye guys. Thanks for listening, and hopefully this this uh, podcast episode kind of you know makes your juices flow a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? in whatever area of your life you need the juices to flow. Yeah, if you, if by the way we're still running, maybe I've been. Uh, we're gonna get into that in another episode. Another time. Okay, yeah. All right, bye guys. <laughs> Love you. Bye.